the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there is something in uh, that some Christians believe, um, and even some Christian pastors, maybe even some Catholic priests, that preach something called the prosperity, prosperity gospel. And the prosperity gospel basically says that if you have faith in Jesus, then you will have health and wealth. Right? If you're faithful to Jesus, you won't experience any problems in your life, that uh, you, will, you, will, you will only have good things, you will only prosper in this world. And we reject that as Catholics. The prosperity gospel is not something that we believe in, and the reason we don't believe in it is because Jesus says something completely opposite. Right? Jesus doesn't say, your life's going to be easy, everything's going to go great, just believe in me and I'm going to take care of everything. What the Lord says, and he's very clear, Jesus says in today's gospel, he says, In the world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Basically, I am here. I am with you. So the prosperity gospel falls apart, and people actually believe this stuff, and then they, turn, they feel very disgusted with God, because I believed in you, and I did this, and I prayed, and I went to church, and I worked, and... And, and now there's this health problem in my family, or now I failed this exam, and you didn't come through for me. And so the church never, the Catholic Church, does not preach a prosperity gospel, because it contradicts what Jesus says. Again, what does he say? In the world you will have trouble, but take courage, I have conquered the world. Jesus is reminding us in today's gospel that, yes, in this world we will have problems, we will have trials, we have tribulations, we will endure suffering, not because God wants it, God is not sitting up in heaven like, how much more suffering can you take? And how much more can you take? And I want to test your faith. And I want to test your faith. I want to see how real you are. The Lord's not like that. But because we live in an imperfect world and we're surrounded by imperfect people, we will experience trouble. We will experience rejection. We will experience hurt and pain. Not because God wants it, but it's just the type of world that we live in today. I like this quote, and maybe you've heard it. Jesus didn't suffer so we wouldn't have to. He suffered so we would know how to. Let me repeat that. Jesus did not suffer so we wouldn't have to. He suffered so we would know how to. Because only our God, Jesus Christ, knows what it's like to suffer. Muslims don't know, don't have a God who knows what it's like to suffer. Uh, Hindus and other religions, they don't, their God does not know what it's like to become a human person and then suffer. So Jesus himself is telling us in today's gospel, he's reminding his apostles, he says, a little while and you will no longer see me, and again a little while later and you will see me. Like, what does this mean? What is Jesus saying here? And what he's saying to them is he's saying to them, I'm going to be crucified and I'm going to die. I'm going to suffer. So you're not going to see me. But don't worry, I'm coming back. I will resurrect from the dead. I'm going to open up the gates of heaven. I am going to prepare a place for you in heaven, a place where there is no trials, no tribulations, no cancers, no viruses, no rejection, no troubles, no problems, which is in heaven. But while you're living on the earth, you're going to experience trouble. But be of good cheer. I'm alive. I've resurrected from the dead. I'm out of the tomb. Keep your eyes fixed on me. So that's what Jesus is telling his apostles today. So, so when we experience troubles in this life, as Jesus tells us today, and tells, is very straightforward and honest with us, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? And the answer is we are called to pray. Now that's a generic word we throw out often. In the Catholic Church, it's good to take a look at the different forms of prayer. Right? There's different forms of prayer in the Catholic Church. 
So a prayer of thanksgiving, right? Thanking God for what he has given and what he has done and what he will do for us in the future. When we thank you, Jesus, thank you, Father, thank you, Holy Spirit, that's a prayer of thanksgiving. There's also prayer of petition, asking God for what I need. Lord, I have an upcoming exam. Lord Jesus, help me to retain all the information I've been studying. Give me the strength. I need you. I'm petitioning you, Jesus, for me. Right? That's a, that's, that's a prayer too. Prayer of intercession. Hey, will you pray for me? I have an upcoming exam. I'm waiting on this. Will you pray for me? We intercede for other people. Hey, Lord Jesus. Don't say hey to Jesus. God, I need your help. We have someone to pray for. They're asking for, I'm interceding for them. There's prayer of sorrow, right? I'm so sorry for my sins. I, I, I told you I'm never going to commit this sin ever again. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. I am weak. I'm a sinner. We say our act of contrition. That's prayer of sorrow. Then there's prayer of praise. Praising the Lord. And I'll speak for myself, but I think we're pretty good at thanking God. I think we're pretty good at interceding for other people. I think we're pretty good at saying, I need this. I will say that we're probably not so great in this last form of prayer, which is praising the Lord. Praising God for who He is. I think again, and I believe that we don't praise God enough. We don't praise him enough. And so what does it mean to this prayer of praise? What does it mean to praise somebody? The word defined praise, when we just look at the word praise, the word praise means to express admiration for a person or thing. Right? To express admiration for a person or thing. And whether we know it or not, we're praising somebody. Oftentimes we're praising ourselves. We're admiring ourselves. We give ourselves a lot of credit. We're praising ourselves. Sometimes we praise celebrities. We're on Instagram, we're on social media, and look at this and look at that. Sometimes we praise politicians. We're constantly praising something or someone. But how often throughout our day are we praising the Lord? Are we, Lord, I admire you. Lord Jesus, you are my Savior. We are speaking truth from our mouths to who God is. Again, we petition. A God, we intercede for other people. We do all these other forms of prayer, but are we praising the Lord? And I know this is an area where I need to be better myself. I need to praise God more often. In difficult times when we experience trouble in this life, like Jesus mentions, we should praise Him. Now that sounds weird. I'm not saying, thank you, Lord. I love this trouble. I'm so happy right now. Thank you for this trial and this tribulation. I love to suffer. That's not what I mean. But when we suffer, when we, when we experience this trouble that Jesus talks about, what do we do? We praise the Lord. We praise the Lord. We're praising Him again doesn't mean we're saying how great we feel in this trouble that we're experiencing. Praising Him is speaking out loud the truths of who He is. You are God. You are Almighty. You are the King. You're the Savior. You're the Creator of heaven and earth. That's why I praise you. Yeah, I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. But my struggles do not get in the way of my praise for you. Because if we don't praise Him, we will turn inward and we'll become angry and resentful. And I can't tell you how many people, till this day I talk to, who have abandoned their Catholic faith. Why? They didn't praise the Lord in the midst of their suffering. Again, not thank you, Jesus, for this, but who He is. St. Francis of Assisi wrote a prayer called, My Praise Prayer to God. And I just want to read it to you, because this is what it sounds like to praise the Lord. Some of the people will say to me, Father, can you, can I, can you uh, give me, I, I have this upcoming thing, uh, this exam, what should I pray? Or, or can, you record, can you record this? Or can I, can I write this down, what you're saying? 
brothers and sisters, praising is just on our lips. There is no formula to praise our Lord. We are not machines. We are human beings who have a relationship and we praise the Lord. We say the truth of who he is. St. Francis of Assisi wrote this prayer. Again, my praise prayer to God. You are holy, Lord, the only God, and your deeds are wonderful. You are strong and great. You are the most high. You are almighty. You, Holy Father, are king of heaven and earth. You are good, all good, supreme good, Lord God, living and true. You are love. You are wisdom. You are all our riches, and you suffice for us. You are beauty and gentleness. You are my protector. You're my guardian and defender. You are my courage. You are my safe haven and my hope. You're my faith. You're my consolation. You are our eternal life, great and wonderful Lord, God Almighty, merciful Savior. Amen. He's praising. I don't need to read it like this. Are we praising the Lord with who he is, the truth of who he is? Yes, I have problems. I have troubles. I have tribulations in my life. But that doesn't stop me from praising who God is. His magnificence. And why do we need to praise God? Is God some egotistical maniac who just wants to hear his creatures praise him? Praising God doesn't do anything for God. It changes us. Because we're remembering, yes, I have a trouble, I have a tribulation right now. But my God is big. My God is almighty. My God can do all things. And he's with me right now. That's why we praise God. So it changes us. So we're not falling into the bitterness, the resentment, the anger, the faithlessness, the hopelessness. Praising helps us to remember in the midst of my trials and tribulations, God is with me. He's almighty. He's big. I said on Easter, we're so used to saying to God, when we say to God, we're so used to telling God how big our problems are. When was the last time we told our problems and our troubles and our fears how big my God is? That's praise. That's praise. And our God deserves praise. St. Paul's a great example of someone who experienced peace, right? So praising God in, our, in, in the midst of our troubles and sufferings, it changes us, why again, besides the bitterness and the resentment, but it actually brings peace. Actually, Jesus says in today's gospel, he says, I have told you this so that you may have peace in me. In the world you will have trouble, but take courage, I have conquered the world. Before he said, you're going to have trouble, he said, guess what, I'll give you peace. Sign me up for more peace, because we live in a very anxiety fearful, paralyzed world. We need peace. And Jesus is the peace. That's why he's saying, hey, you're going to have troubles, but I will give you peace. That's why we turn to him in the midst of our troubles because he gives us peace. He's alive. He's not just some dead man in the sky, distant, doesn't care about what we're going through. He's alive. He's with us. He's resurrected from the dead, which means he can give me peace today. And who doesn't want that? And St. Paul is a great example of someone who experienced peace when he praised God during troubles. In the second reading, St. Paul is writing a letter to the Ephesians. The Ephesians are people of Ephesus, which is modern-day Turkey. But guess what? Where is he writing this letter from? Where is he? He's in jail. He's in prison. He could have said, it sucks here. I hate it here. They're beating me up. I'm bloody. They're hitting me. They're whipping me. They're, they're, I just get me out of here. Uh, don't even bother praying. God's not there. But what does he do? He praises the Lord in the midst of his suffering. What does he say? He says, I do not stop giving thanks for you. He's writing them, hey, people of Ephesus, I'm in prison, but I can't stop thanking God for you. Talk about peace in the midst of troubles. 
I don't stop thanking God for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of Him. He's praising God in jail. He's praising God in the midst of his troubles. And gets what he gets out of that. What's the benefit? Peace. He gets peace. And I don't know about and I don't know about you, but again, his praise led to the beautiful, peaceful words that we read in today's gospel. Nothing good was happening in prison, right? Nothing good was happening in prison, but his God was still good. He wasn't praising God for the what, which is the prison. He was praising God for the who, who he is. And his name is Jesus. Amen? That's who he is. He wasn't praising God. Thank you, God, for this prison. Thank you, God, for this illness. Thank you, God, for this sickness. He never said that. He was thanking God not for the what, which is the trouble, but who. That's why he was praising God. He was praising Jesus for the who and who he is, and we can do, and we too can experience peace in the midst of any troubles. And I'll just end by saying, I wonder how many of us today are sitting here today. We've been praying for God to show up, to do something for us in some way, thinking we will be grateful and praise him when he does show up, when he does answer my prayer. While God actually is waiting for us to be grateful and praise him right now, and maybe won't even show up until we do. It's weird. We're waiting on God to come through. I'll praise you then, Lord. I'll be grateful then. And the Lord's like, I want it now. Because that will change you and me. And then God comes through. So we could be waiting for the wrong thing. And we miss it all the way through. So brothers and sisters, we just sit here for a minute. And we just ask ourselves, do I praise the Lord? Do I just speak spontaneously and remind myself how big my God is throughout my day? Do I sing a song? I don't have to sing a song. But am I praising the Lord? Am I listening to a song which helps me to engage in worship, to know the grandeur of God, how big He is? So we sit here for a minute, we make a decision before we come forward to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, and we show the Lord really what's in our heart. In my heart, God, is praise for you. Not because of the what, the trouble I'm going through, but because of the who and who you are. Amen? Amen. Amen.